here we are. <laughs> yep, that's true. This this is one of the a, a, a unique situation mm-hmm. where being able to see the beginning and the end of a franchise in ten years. Like I know James Bond is like kind of done right now. This we also know like it's coming back, but also. Also, it's been going on for longer than ten years. <laughs> way, way longer than I've yeah. been alive. So, and like an episode I want to do sometime is like franchises that have tried to start or have tried to do it, mm-hmm. but were unsuccessful either after one movie or like Divergent, where they got like three movies out and then just didn't end up making the fourth one because it bombed so hard. Yeah, but this was like a thing, right? And I was there, and I was invested when it started, and now it's dead. Yep. Weird. I guess I've told you about my condition. Only every time I see it. If you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hokey religions and ancient weapons are a match for a good blaster if you say. Now say my name. I am Iron Man. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're talking about the DCEU. Correct. Short for the DC Extended Universe, mm-hmm. which is 15 movies and one TV show mm-hmm. that take place in continuity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we said in the intro, it started and it ended. And yeah. that's pretty definitive. Yeah. Uh, and so now that there's a full, it's bookended, it's, it's done, we thought that we would look at it as a full entity and and see how we feel about it. So we're going to go through the movies in order of release and show. Um, yeah. Bingo. I, I feel like this is also worth <laughs> mentioning that Luke and I have disagreed on things on the podcast before. Yeah. Let's get started. But, but I feel the potential in this episode for some of our... Bigger disagreements. I, I would agree completely. I definitely, I was thinking that on the way over here. Uh, just know that we're still friends. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if I if I yell at Connor, it's not because I don't like him, okay? <laughs> it's just because I don't like the movie. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and I also think that it has some pretty interesting potential for different perspectives on the same movie. Absolutely. So... I think we're going to start off with one that we generally agree on. And we'll start off with... That was reassuring. Thank you. Actually. Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Man of Steel was coming out. And it was kind of, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy was done. Mm-hmm. And we got the trailer. And it's like, oh, Christopher Nolan's producing sweet. And it's kind of darker as well. But also there's a whole new element where the Dark Knight trilogy was very grounded. Right. right? You know, it, it, they tried to make it feel real. There's only yeah. so much of that that you can do yeah. in an alien <laughs> that flies and shoots lasers out of his eyes. Yeah, exactly. But I was still very excited to see how this was going to go. And I enjoyed it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still like it. Oh, absolutely. Man, you just brought up the trailer. and That that takes me back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that Man of Steel trailer. Wow. Yeah, this movie. I, I, I found out... This was one, I didn't watch it in theaters. It was one where, uh, back in the day, my dad would just buy movies at Walmart randomly. Yeah. And then we'd just watch them. I, I miss those days. But that's how I watched this movie. Uh, and knowing 
other than I, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. And then I just forgot about it. But then we watched it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this movie is amazing. It's so good. And then I found out that people didn't like it, like, uh, only a couple of years ago. And I was like, what? And there's a lot of people yeah. that don't like it. They had like a 30% or something on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't see it. Like how this movie's bad. I get... Here's the thing. Is this a very different take on Superman? Mm-hmm. But, in fact, all of the Zack Snyder movies are very different takes on the character. But, if I'm being honest, I really like that. Yeah. And I enjoy seeing... Like, here, I'm a Godzilla fan, right? You know that. And what I love about the Godzilla franchise is that, specifically in, like, after 2000, in those years is pretty much every new director has, like, a very different take on the character. And you get to see kind of, like, a new filmmaker interpret this character in a completely different story from the last one, which is really cool. And that's kind of uh, something that was, like, refreshing from these movies, is you get to see a a different filmmaker's, like, unique vision separate from source material or whatever. So that's why I really appreciate them and enjoyed Man of Steel. What what I think is interesting about this, and I had heard this going in for whatever reason they weren't really allowed to say superman in the movie which is why they only say it like two times like losing's about to say it that she gets cut off and then they name drop him later in like an office scene and then i think they say his name at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and it's like okay and i can't remember what weird reason there was for that it was kind of dumb but also at least how i interpret this movie is you know they don't call him superman because this also isn't superman i don't think they that clark kent has become superman until the next movie like he's still figuring it out Mm -hmm. like even to the point where like he learns to fly like a day before zod shows up yeah right (laughs) <laughs> which oh my goodness it's a great scene it's such a good scene man oh and <laughs> i mean let's just let's take a moment yeah the soundtrack in oh my goodness is really great Hans Zimmer, man uh he's insane yeah i went to a, a performance of like different pieces of Hans zimmer's music yeah was it like a, a quartet or whatever yeah 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 i went to that too yeah and they were like yeah we're gonna play one for man of steel and it's called flight and i went yeah oh yeah, yeah. You are. oh yeah that's, a, that's exactly the piece <laughs> that you have to play yeah exactly it's so good. Oh my goodness. Every, yeah. every time I see that scene like recommended on YouTube, I'm like, I got five minutes. Yeah. I got five minutes. I, I got time. It's so good. And just the visuals of that too. Like, Oh yeah. The, the debris around him that like mm-hmm. rises before he takes off. I don't know what it is, but it looks cool. Yeah. Well, I think here's the thing about Zack Snyder is. In all of his movies that I've seen, I've never had an issue with visual effects. Mm-hmm. Like, they always look just so epic. Especially, well, like, the capes and everything. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's great. I And I think that's where a lot of the dislike comes from. Is that a lot of this movie is meant to feel large and epic. And, and mm-hmm. you know, every shot is, like, as big and profound as it can be. Mm-hmm. Which means that there's not a lot of little moments. Um... 
And I think that that can be overwhelming for some people. I really like it. I, I would say that there are, like, smaller moments. Specifically in Man of Steel, I think, more than the rest. But Yeah. Yeah. But definitely it's meant to feel as epic as possible. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, there is one complaint that is rained since 2013. And so, uh, what are your thoughts on on Superman killing Zod by snapping his neck at the end of the movie? What are my thoughts? Again, this comes from a place of not being, like, mad that it's not comic yeah. accurate. But I I think it's a good scene. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't <laughs> know if you disagree, but, like, here's what I'll say. Is because I watched this movie not thinking about comic accuracy and more as just, like, a movie, not like, oh, Superman is not like he is in the comics, so that kind of sucks. Because Superman in the comics would do that. And I, the first time I watched it, I watched it more as a, hey, this is a new character. I know it's Superman. I know, you know Superman. Yeah. You know everyone knows Superman. But I'm not, like, complaining about that. So, like, that, I guess, feeling hasn't gone away since I've rewatched it. I've, I've still had pretty much the same lens as I had before. So, yeah. What I'll say about the, oh, it's not like they do in the comics... There, there's so many comics. Exactly. <laughs> like, Superman was made in 1939. You think he's been the exact same character yeah. for that long? No. He's like, d- so different uh, writers have different takes on the character. And also, in Superman 2, like the Christopher Reeves one, he also kills Zod. Does he? Yeah. Well, I gotta watch the movie. He does, it does it, not like directly, but he pushes him down the void. And Zod never comes back. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> well, what I think is, is like, he's like, with Zod, and basically it's like, the family's gonna die. Yeah. And Zod is gonna continue doing this. And it's not just that family that he's gonna kill, it's gonna be the entire world. That's yeah. literally his plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of just terraforming Mars, but don't, we're not gonna talk about it. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, if I don't do this, like, I'm gonna kill everyone. So he, like, makes a tough decision. But then it's not like he's like, oh, I'm going to kill everyone now. He, like, screams. And that's the big thing that I think a lot of people miss. Yeah. He hates that he did that. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he killed him. And he's like, oh, that really sucked. Yeah. And also, Cavill. it's a pretty incredible scream, too. I, and I Henry like Cavill's the really echo good in this movie. That. I think he's a really great Superman, I think too. He's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I just like uh, this movie. I, yeah, I like the supporting characters a lot too. I like the the little cast that we get to meet at the Daily Planet. Um, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, oh, I perfect. think, is really interesting. And I'm gonna talk a little more in the next one. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I also a moment that I like in, in this a lot is is when Clark goes to that church and talks to the minister. Yeah, about like here's what I think I have to do. Just that interaction was really cool and especially with all like the great imagery that is in this movie mm-hmm. and the next one i just thought that was a nice moment also thought this is one of the coolest easter eggs i've seen in like any superhero movie uh, I, i'm not sure if you're aware of this or not but when he's on the other side of the world at the world engine and he's looking mm-hmm. up and it's pushing the ripples on his face yeah they actually morphed his face into christopher reeves for like a second and then went back i didn't notice that it's super subtle, but, but also cool. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I that's one of my favorite Easter eggs of all time. Oh, that's sweet. 
I want to watch that scene again and look for that. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. also a good scene. And it's just good scenes in this movie. Okay, here's something I love about this movie so much. and About the, the Kryptonians, the bad guys, if you will. Um, that we have a pretty standard uh, lineup of the bad guys. We have Zod, the mastermind, right? Yeah. We've got the other guy who's on the spaceship. He's like the, the brains, right? And we have the big, bulky dude, Hulkin dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The strong guy. And then we have the... Feora. Yeah, yeah. We have the, the courtesy female character of the writers because <laughs> they didn't want to write any other ones. But that's fine. Uh, so that's that's what we have there. But, well, the one guy's on the ship, so we don't really see him fight. But the other two, the big, bulky dude, is just as difficult to take down as the, the girl. I don't remember anyone's names. I'm yeah. sorry. Except Zod and Clark and the main characters. Yeah. But And it's like... Because they're just Kryptonians. He's just a big dude. Yeah. They're, they're really difficult to take down because they're Kryptonians, obviously. But, like, they're not incredibly... He's not incredibly stronger than uh, the girl because yeah. he's bigger. Yeah. It's like, thank you. Because you look like... You have the classic lineup to do these tropes, but then you kind of just don't. You're just like, oh, they're all Kryptonians. They're really strong. Which is... I have a big problem with the Flash and not following that. But we'll talk about that. But yeah, that's just something I found really just refreshing. Again, I think this is a refreshing movie. Yeah. It's just nice, you know? And for the sake of time, I think we're ready to move on. I think so. To Batman vs. Superman, Dawn Justice. Note, we are talking about the <laughs> Ultimate Edition. Yes. And yes, it's 30 minutes longer, but it's so it, worth it blows my mind what they cut from this oh, it's movie insane. to release it in theaters. And this is one where it's like, actually, like, I can get why people don't like this. Especially if you haven't seen the Ultimate Edition. Well, I watched the normal one for the first time. The first time I watched it, I was the normal one. And I was like, oh, that was, eh. <laughs> There's a lot that, that you really have to, like, oh, like, it's almost like someone else has to explain it to you. Yeah, because you go, what they oh, skip, okay. half of what they skip are, like, the exposition scenes or whatever, explaining what the movie's about. And they're like, oh, we don't need that. So and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> they take out a lot of Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and and what he's doing. And so in the theatrical cut, he mostly looks like a bumbling idiot. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's on the rooftop and he's like, go kill Batman. Superman's like, okay. And you're like, uh, this doesn't what? make any what? sense. But when you realize that two hours of this movie is Lex Luthor just torturing Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent mentally... With incredible amounts of skill. Yeah. I, I do The movie changes completely. Oh, absolutely. I do think his plan is like... Trying to explain his plan is like... You realize how over, overly complicated it is. Just like, But it's... I Like, he goes to steps, you're like, okay, but... Like, this is like <laughs> an extra step you didn't really did take. But, yeah. like, it's still a lot better than uh, having no plan in the theatrical. You're just like, what is the... What are we doing? And threads just... <laughs> are hanging yeah like the the big one for me is that there's the african woman who's in loki and at the beginning she's in court and she's like superman killed everyone in my village and then you kind of never see her again i guess that's not a loose thread but it's more exciting when you see in the extended version that she goes i messed up i shouldn't have said that and tries to go back she does go back to Holly Hunt and say, I told a lie. And then Luther's guys kill her. And then going into that 
when Superman shows up to court, yep. what's not in the theatrical edition is that Holy Hunt is going to say, I have it on record that Lex Luthor fabricated everything that happened in Africa, and Superman's actually a good guy. Yeah. She just blows up. And then, oh my goodness, they cut the scene <laughs> yeah. of Superman helping people in the building that blew up. And it's an incredible scene yeah. because he's he's taking people and he's giving them to the paramedics. And the paramedic is like, uh, excuse me, sir, I need my, my room to work. Which is a little bit like, I, I need you not in this specific place right now. And then he turns and looks and sees everyone who's anti-Superman and wants him gone. And it ruins him. And then he takes off to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's missing. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he just shows up to the court. You're like, oh, it blows up. Oh, dang. That's, and he's that's going to... Why did it blow up? Don't know. Because Lex is a bad man, I guess. All right. That's it. Uh, Yeah. If, if it's not clear, I really like this movie. Oh, I really do as well. <laughs> I think it's really solid. And there's... So much before the fighting starts at the end, which and I think there's some pretty solid action in the last hour, but the first two hours is just so interesting to me. I think it's like a, it's a fascinating movie to watch. Yeah, for sure. Like the story, I don't, I don't think it's, I'm not gonna be like praise this movie as the perfect movie that I, like the best movie I've ever watched, but like, it's it's interesting to watch it and see the events unfold the way they do, mm-hmm. because. Again, like, I, I do think his plan is, like, overly complicated. But, like, it's still interesting trying to figure out what his plan is and as you're watching it, as opposed to, again, having no plan. However, my favorite thing that they cut, not my favorite thing that they cut, like, happy that they cut it, but, like, my favorite scene in the Ultimate Edition yeah. is the extended warehouse fight with Batman because it's Batman and he's cool. <laughs> um, and that's that's all I say is Batman is cool. And you know what? Yeah. Batman kills people in this. He he throws a guy up against a wall, walks up to him slowly, and then with all of his might crushes his sternum. And I'm like, why? You didn't need to do that, but it's cool. The funny thing though <laughs> is, uh, there's a video of Zack Snyder watching the movie. Yeah, I've seen that. And it's I've the car that. chase, and the car flips and explodes. Like, and Zack Snyder's like, those guys aren't dead. Yes, they are, Zack. No, he's like, like you, you just need to own it at this point. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's a scene that we cut where they actually get up from the crash. And it's all good. Also, <laughs> I think he was definitely joking. Also, in every Batman movie, live action, except for Batman and Robin, and Matt Reeves is the Batman, Batman kills people. Does he kill people in the 60s one? Yeah, he punches those guys so hard that they turn into dust. In oh, yeah, game. that's right. Yeah, Cosmonaut just just did a video <laughs> on all the Batman movies. That's amazing. Oh, and maybe, and maybe the Lego Batman movie. I said live action. So that doesn't. Okay, live action. Good. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, and also Batman's killed people in the comics before, and also the whole, whole no killing thing was like a comic code thing in the forties because they were like it's too violent. You need to settle down. Yeah. So I am fine with him killing people, especially if it looks as cool as him clearing a warehouse. In spectacular fashion. Also, he throws the grenade into the, like the little, uh, what are those things called? The little box things. We're going to call it a box thing. Throws a grenade into the box thing with the dudes, right? And it blows up. That's also not the first time Batman's thrown a grenade into with someone into a tight space <laughs> and killed them. Because that was Batman uh, Return, Batman Returns, right? Yeah. Yeah, he threw him into the, the street. 
I love Batman just throwing grenades at people. And I really like uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't. Like, I for the longest time, I didn't. For some reason, I was like, he's a fine Batman, but he's a terrible Bruce Wayne. But I rewatched it, and I was like... Or not, I rewatched this this time, but like when I rewatched them, when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, I was like, oh, he's actually pretty great. I think I, he's great. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool to have a Bruce Wayne that's like, oh, the building's on fire? I'll write it and save a kid. I'm not so scared of people thinking yeah. that I'm Batman, that I'm going to act, you know, like an idiot playboy the whole time. It's like, no, this is a Bruce Wayne that gets stuff done. Yeah. And I like him whispering to the, the fighter in the club and saying, like, this is how you take him out. And that's exactly what the guy does. Yeah. I also, I don't mind, because a lot of people's complaint was, like, it's like, oh, this is the second movie. We're already doing Batman. And it's, it's a Superman sequel with Batman in it. Yeah. What? No Batman movie? Like, but I don't mind introducing Batman this way. Again, it's just the notion that, like, if I want to watch Batman origin story, uh, I'm going to put in Batman Begins. Because that yeah. movie's amazing, right? Or, like, these other things. I've seen it so many times. We know the story, right? And, again, this this comes into the my mindset of how I appreciate the animated DC movies. Where you're just like, let's just make some a good a good story into a DC movie. Sometimes sometimes they don't. But, like, lots of the time they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they don't, not like, okay, we need an origin story for this character. We need an origin story for this character. It's like, and that's kind of how I'm thinking this movie kind of feels. Like, it's like, we're doing Dark Knight Returns right off the bat, kind of. I'm not saying it's the same as Dark Knight Returns, but yeah. there are those scenes where you see the parallels and everything. But it, it's it's the fact that this is kind of to me this feels like its own isolated thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking we're talking about it in the DCEU episode, but I generally don't even think about the other DCEU movies. I always think about just like the Zack Snyder movies as their yeah. own thing, and that's just that's just nice to me. You know, you got the three movies. I'd like a fourth, please, but it's okay. Um, we got the, it's like a little isolated story and I'm, I'm, I appreciate it that way. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Uh, my, I will say my biggest issue with the movie is that the, the dawn of justice element, I'm fine with Wonder Woman's role in the movie, but when she opens the email and we get to watch the security footage, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, uh, that's pretty ham visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's but I just, one more thing I want to say before we move on is that. The score in this movie is so freaking good. It's amazing. In fact, I will tell you this. No, don't say it. That this is the only movie soundtrack that I have spent money on on iTunes. After after I saw this movie, I went, I gotta listen to this. And I I downloaded it and I listened to it again and again and again. It's so good, dude. I love it. it. It's so much. Yeah, it's it's a good soundtrack. Uh, okay, we, you said before we move on, but I realized we never even talked about Batman versus Superman in this movie or that <laughs> aspect. Uh, what do you what do you think about the fight? I think it's a good fight. Yeah, I think it's too short. All right. I think for like an almost it's like almost three hours, right? Yeah. It's like five ish minutes of of them fighting, which is Batman v Superman, and like. A good portion of the movie's building up to that. Yeah. But then it's like, it, I think it ends too quickly before it turns into the Doomsday fight. Now that we're talking about that, what do you think of the Doomsday fight? Like, what do you think of Doomsday in this movie? I thought it was really interesting how they decided to make him with the body of Zod and the blood of Lex and making like an abomination. I thought that was really interesting. 
Uh, the fight's not my favorite part of the movie, but I'm not yeah. nearly opposed to it. Yeah. I, I I think that it's an interesting way to do the death of Superman as well, especially mm-hmm. this early on. And then for that to be the end of the movie and how it happens and everything, I thought it was good. Yeah, it, this was also another part of this movie where I like just really didn't like it. And then... <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, when, when Zack Snyder's Justice came out, I rewatched these movies, and that's when I watched the Ultimate Edition. I think that was the biggest thing that changed it. But I ended up thinking that this fight was uh, immensely awesome. <laughs> but I've heard a lot of people complain about Doomsday because he's, like, not Doomsday, you know? They just named him Doomsday, but who cares? You can just think that he's care. not Doomsday if you want. They don't <laughs> yeah. really give him a name. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't worry about it. Lex Luthor says it, but he's not really calling him that. That's yeah. that's all up to you. Yeah. Wait. Oh, and the Steppenwolf in the post credit scene. Not even post credit scene. That's just that's near, oh that was in the near movie. The end of the movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Near the end of the movie, they skipped that. That wasn't in the theatrical was it nope no so that's you right have no idea because like so there's been controlled by an alien this whole yeah time. exactly that was another thing i forgot about that yeah yeah because people like oh that he's not he's acting weird he's not acting like yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's also possessed yeah that's right crazy which also is like he's being controlled by steppenwolf who's the guy who's gonna come and then the theatrical like we don't need that that sets up justice like but we don't need that yeah yeah anyway <laughs> it's funny Alright, now let's move on to let's do it. an interesting situation. <laughs> Which was that they made a Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then Deadpool came out. Mm-hmm. And they went Oh, we can do we can do like R, but it has to be funny. And Suicide Squad is not even R. <laughs> <laughs> but they recut so much of this movie. And it's so weird. <laughs> huh. Did I mention we're talking about Suicide Squad? You said they made a Suicide Squad movie. I think that was uh, intro enough. All right. We're talking about Suicide Squad. Uh, did you watch the extended version? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was like 10 extra minutes. Yeah. I have no idea what was extended. This is the first time I watched it. It is half the flashbacks with Harley and the Joker. They cut. With like Batman? No. Okay. I'll, I'll get to that too. Uh, it, the big one was her on the motorcycle. Oh, okay. They cut that one. And then they cut a lot of the Suicide Squad talking to each other in between fight scenes. Which is really weird because that's the stuff of the movie that kind of feels the most natural. Where it's like, in the theatrical cut, they're at an action fight scene. They walk for two minutes and then they're somewhere else. And then all of a sudden they're in a bar and they're like, we're family. And I'm like, why? (laughs) But for, Har- for Harley to go around and be and like start like bugging everyone, I'm like, this is better. The weirdest part of this movie for me, and I have my complaints, <laughs> is that we are introduced to Harley Quinn and Deadshot three times. Mm. The movie opens with with you know uh Floyd in his cell. And then he makes fun of Supper, so they beat him up. And then Harley Quinn getting zapped. Then we then we cut to Amanda Waller, mm-hmm. which is how I think the movie should have started. Amanda Waller walking I agree, in because... and throwing a binder on the table. And that's where you cut. 
I think that the trailer style montage introduction to most of the Suicide Squad is not very good. Especially mm-hmm. given that they're really counting on you reading everything that's on there. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of time to read it. No, I was like, Harley <laughs> Quinn. Cool, gotcha. Okay, I, I think they should have started that too. Because it opened the movie with uh, with Deadshot, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm not against it. That's That's a very standard yeah. prison scene. He's like... Let me out of here, or whatever. And then the guard's like, I'm a mean guard. And then it's like, wow, okay, cool. But then the scene with Harley happens, and I immediately went, I hate this already. <laughs> she, like, gets down, licks the pole, and he's like, oh, that's nice. And oh, I'm like, I, I hate this so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm gonna Please say, don't do that again. I'm going to say, I really, 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 really like Marco Robbie's Harley Quinn. But a lot of the writing for her character in this movie is real bad (laughs) i yeah i think so i think she's doing the best with what she has Mm -hmm. but i'm also gonna say that i don't think anyone in this movie specifically is good like i don't like anyone in this movie (laughs) i i like margot robbie as harley quinn for sure absolutely and in the other two movies i think she does a great job as harley but in this one i'm like i'm not gonna blame you because i'm blaming the writers but i think all of you are doing terrible i think you're doing the best Margot Robbie is the best part of that movie, mm-hmm. but I also don't like her in that movie mm-hmm. just because I don't like the writing because the dialogue is just so bad. This movie, this movie is one liner of the movie as well. They'll, they'll <laughs> keep saying things and be like, just drop a one liner, move on, drop another one liner. I'm like, that's all the dialogue is. This is terrible. Yeah. Oh. Here's how I would start the movie. Start off with the clip of Amanda Waller walking into the restaurants at the table. The world changed when Superman flew in the sky, then changed again when he didn't. Okay, Superman's gone. She's mm-hmm. here to do something about it. Cool. Right. Drop the Sympathy for the Devil song. It sucks. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so bad. It's also, terrible. Also, side note, in the first 15 minutes of, the, of this movie, there's 10 songs. Cut it out. It's too much. And none of, none of them Back I, None of them fit well, I don't think. It's all, like, it's all, like, the title. Or, yeah. like, just some background stuff. Like, for Captain Boomerang, they do ACDC, Dirty Deeds, Dunder and Cheap, because he's doing Dirty Deeds, and he's Australian. Like, the guy from ACDC. Yeah. It's stupid. She drops the binder on the table. We see David Harbour. We see the other guy. Mm-hmm. Cut to, in the Pentagon, when David Harbour says, what if Superman, what if the next Superman's evil? I propose we go with Task Force X. Boom. Now we have our movie started. We don't have this weird trailer stuff. We don't have the weird two scenes at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I know Will Smith and Margaret Robbie are big actors. They can wait. <laughs> Then we get to see Enchantress first do her thing, which is interesting because then you'd be establishing Amanda Waller, Rick Flagg, and Enchantress first, which mm-hmm. are your antagonists in the movies. Kind of Rick Flagg. They do they don't really know what to do with him yeah, in this movie. Not really. <laughs> and then we go and meet the Suicide Squad. And I think the scenes with them in prison when they show up, that's the best moments of the three for each of them. Yeah, I think out of the options, I'd yes. say they're the best. I think that Harley Quinn going, "Are you the devil?" and having like the the look on her face, like, "Okay, yeah, she's crazy. We got it, right?" We'll put together the Joker stuff later, right? Deadshot shooting the exact same spot in all the targets. We got it, right? Yeah. You learn enough about, uh, you know, El Diablo from the prison foods that that slammed up against the window. I ain't doing that no more. 
right? We learn enough from all these characters from that interaction alone that we don't need the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then the movie, rest of the movie is just a video game. It is. <laughs> it's just a video game. It's yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. Go here, fight scene. Go here, fight scene. Go here, fight scene. One liners during the fight scene. One liners while you're walking to the next fight scene. Also, I this is not my original idea, but the editing in this movie is so strange, and the decisions that they made. In the trailer thing, we have Captain Boomerang fetishes pink unicorns. Okay, number one. Number two, they're uh, they're suiting up at the airport, getting ready to go out. And Captain Boomerang sneakily puts a pink unicorn inside his jacket. Number two. Number three, in the first fight scene, Boomerang swings. Pinky flies out of his jacket. At the end of the fight, he picks up and put it back in. In the office building, one of the bad guys stabs Captain Boomerang in the chest. Mm -hmm. To which he just sits up. And pulls out the knife, which is attached to a stack of money that we never saw him steal. Why was it not the pink unicorn? Right? It was perfectly set up to be the pink unicorn. Yeah. And then they didn't do it. And we never see the unicorn again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've been talking about the soundtrack of these movies. Um, about how good we find them. Okay. This movie, I swear I've heard every every track. Specifically in the battle scenes near the end of the movie. I was surprised. I've heard, I've heard those tracks like a thousand times in like generic trailers i swear i was gonna say i was surprised that brian tyler didn't do this score i'm like this is like lazy john wick <laughs> Fast and Furious. It, it 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 sounds like the the epic trailer music on imovie that's <laughs> yeah. that's what all the soundtrack of this like the action soundtrack of this movie sounds like it's so it, it's not like bad music on its own really but it's just so basic and so generic overused <laughs> i've heard it a thousand times that I just I just couldn't help but kind of laugh because I'm like this is actually hilarious because it feels so ironic at times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't laugh in a good way. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to say that the uh... I never laughed at any of the jokes. I thought all of the comedy was horrendous. Not one, not one joke got me. But that's okay. Most of these movies don't have funny comedy. Yeah. Most, yeah, most. <laughs> There's exceptions. Uh... Overall, didn't really like it. But I what I do like about this movie is, I think I personally think that Margot Robbie and Viola Davis as uh, Harley Quinn and Amanda Waller are are good. I guess and, I don't have any problems with Viola Davis. Now that I'm thinking about and it, and I'm happy that they stuck around for stuff in the future. Oh, definitely, because that was like you you did something good there. And we'll talk about the other people that come back oh, when we, they come back. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about this one? What about Jared Leto? We didn't talk about the Joker. Uh, I don't hate him as much as a lot of people do. Um, I think he's a lot better in his five-second performance in another movie than in all of it in this movie. But I don't. Yeah, this oh, this movie is so weird. It, it, you can also tell that, like, they put music and stuff behind his scenes to make it seem like, oh, this is supposed to be like kind of funny. But his performance is definitely not going for a comedic movie. He's definitely... And he's talked about this, too. The movie that he filmed for was way more serious than the movie that they put on theaters. And I feel like if you just put it in differently, it would hit way different. Yeah, maybe. 
because that's kind of like Zack Snyder. It's like it was a very different vibe. Mm-hmm. They weren't being like, oh, look, it's the Joker. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Anything else? No. All right, let's move on okay. to the cultural phenomenon that was Wonder Woman. Bingo. This movie has not aged super well for me. Uh, I I just I it's not bad. I that, I think that that would be way too harsh to say, but uh, I I do think I enjoyed it the least watching it this time. Like out of all these movies, like of all the times I've watched Wonder Woman, oh, it's just gone down. Like this is this is the worst of the DC. I'm like, wow. Okay, I would not dare to say that after <laughs> just talking about Suicide Squad. Okay, no, yeah, okay. That's fair. I love this movie. That's that's nice, man. I, I, I don't again. I don't think any single one of these movies is perfect, but like, again, it's 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 a it's like the thing of I watched this movie, uh, years ago, right, and I was like, oh, that was pretty good, and then as I've watched it, I've been like, you know, I'm I'm picking up more things of it that I appreciate. Like, I think. A big thing that I, I need in movies is, like, cinematography that isn't the most boring thing I've ever seen. And I think this movie does look pretty good. Um, it, I mean, it's not the best war movie that I've, I've seen. But, and I, I think part of it is I really like the dynamic that, like, Chris Pine brings. Yeah. I just like Chris Pine. And when I enjoy his character, I tend to enjoy the movies that he's in. So, also, I think the music's pretty good. And I like that they bring back the Wonder Woman theme, but also create a new theme. And that's yeah, they use yeah. it sparingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I li- I like Chris Pine too. I think he does a pretty solid job. I. Uh, I I think that they spend too much time, in London, with Diana going. I don't know what this is. I don't no, know what they, this they, is. They, they lean I'm, into the fish out of water too much. I'm an idiot, and I don't like. I've never. What's ice cream? Oh, ice cream. This is the hey. Ambrosia. Okay, it, ice cream though. <laughs> if it was like, imagine something like amazing that you've never experienced, and then if you're experiencing for the first time, like you've lived until now, and you've discovered that this is an entirely <laughs> new thing, you're like, this is amazing. What What are we doing at home? Like we haven't. <laughs> I get the ice cream thing. But it's also a joke that I've seen a thousand times. Yeah. Specifically ice cream as well. It's interesting. It's always ice cream. It's nothing like it, dude. That's crazy. Maybe frozen yogurt, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our biggest hot take. I'm just kidding. I think, and this was like from the get-go, from the first time I saw it, I think it's so weird that they, they try to do this twist that Wonder Woman is... The God Killer, but they basically tell you it at the beginning of like, the movie, right away. <laughs> yeah, to the point where I watched it, I didn't even know that was the twist. Yeah, I was like, oh, finally, she's doing something with that. <laughs> oh, we weren't supposed to know that. <laughs> okay, like, and when she when she put when she goes to stab the guy from Harry Potter, Ares, <laughs> uh, and the sword's gone. Like they they film that like it's the most dramatic thing. Like yeah. like she's so screwed. Like the God Killer is gone. Like. How are you going to fight this gun now? But we all knew that it wasn't this sword. It's a normal sword. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing special about that sword. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I also wish that there was more time between her fight with Danny Huston, who she thinks is Ares, and then actual Ares. I think the movie mm-hmm. would be a lot more interesting. And I think the ending would be improved too, which I don't love. If she has to spend more time reconciling the fact that maybe Ares isn't the source of this war, and maybe it's just mankind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she kills Ares, they don't stop loading the planes, and she's like, oh no. And then Ares shows up, and he's like, I didn't make them pull the trigger. It's like, but also then when you die, they stop pulling the trigger. <laughs> so it kind of feels like you did. Right? I don't know, man. I don't believe it. No, yeah. And it, also, it, they took up more time before that, like in the fish out of water stuff, mm-hmm. and then devoted that extra screen time to more of the repercussions of the events. And also, I think that that would give more room. Like, I don't know about you, but the first time I watched it, I didn't know that Danny Huston wasn't Ares. And I, I think part of that is that I thought that the twist of the movie was supposed to be that she's the god killer, and that's kind of took my focus away from anything else that could be the twist. No, yeah, that was the same for me. Um, I'm sure some people pegged it as the other guy right away, but... I mean, rewatching it, it's so obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In hindsight, it's like, that's like, how did I not? But yeah, I just wasn't, even, I just wasn't really thinking about it. But I think if you have gap between Danny Huston and, and, and real Ares. Instead of like then you Then you can actually have time to believe that Ares actually got killed. You know, and then, and then feel it. And then bring in Ares. Mm-hmm. And then having her perception of mankind and what they are going into that fight, I think makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Versus Steve blows himself up. And then she's like, I want to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but he did that to himself, dog. Also, he did to save everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you're like, I'm going to crush this woman with a tank. And then you kind of... I think that the the flashback at that moment is interesting. Where she thinks back to, to Steve when she couldn't hear. And I've heard a lot of people discussing whether it's what he actually said. And it just kind of like just hit her. Or if it's what she imagined that he said mm-hmm. in that moment. Both of which I think are interesting. Actually, mm-hmm. I think the second one's more interesting. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then and then changing her tactic. But the it, it's very specifically the one of, I believe in love, and then she releases lightning to destroy her brother. Yeah. Um, I think, it, I think that scene is like, for me, it's like, where it's like, oh, it's kind of cheesy, but... I was mad about it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have some other minor complaints, but those were were uh, rendered kind of not as bad when I watched the sequel. And I'll talk about my complaints in that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll mention one. Her lasso is really weird in this, where it kind of just does its own thing, and I'm like, huh, interesting. But then I watched the sequel, and I went, yeah, it's way worse than oh, this. Wow. <laughs> and that's yep. that's my little sneak peek into my thoughts exactly. on Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Wonder Woman uh, 1950? No. But that's, that's pretty much it for me. It's like I have, like... Oh, I broke my phone case. Nice. It's like I have minor complaints here and there. But all in all, I think... I, I think the story is pretty good. I think it's got good themes to it. I, again, I don't think it's perfect. Like, I think it could have been executed a little bit better. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, 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 
I quite enjoy it. So there you go. Yeah, that's about it for that. What's next? All right. Uh, it's oh, a good one. This is a good one. All right, we need to make a distinction, and I'm going to give just the briefest history lesson in case you don't know. Uh, Zack Snyder was working on a Justice League movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. putting it together, had most of it filmed. Then his daughter died very tragically, and he stepped down for some time so he could take some time to grieve, mm-hmm. which is a very reasonable thing to do. Yes, yes, for sure. And Warner Brothers said, absolutely, go do that. And he stepped down and they almost immediately replaced him with Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. who was known for directing the Avengers movies. Which, if Zack had left for other reasons, would feel like a very safe thing to do. Bring in the other guy who's made team-up superhero movies before. But it already feels weird that you're bringing in someone else to finish another guy's movie because he's taking time to grieve the death of his daughter. And then Joss reshot a whole bunch of the movie mm-hmm. and changed a lot. Yep. And this is the Justice League that we got. The Justice League. So yes, if we say Justice League or Justice League, we're referring to this movie. Yes. If we say the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League, we're referring yeah. to the recut yes. that came out years later. Yep. But now for Justice League. Justice League, baby. And uh, just from the get-go, why does his lip look so weird? I know it's the mustache thing, but Superman's face looks so weird in every reshoot. Yeah. And it makes it really... There's All the reshoots are totally noticeable. Oh, yeah. And it's like Bruce Wayne's hair looks completely different. You know, (laughs) because sometimes there's reshoots in the same scene using the original footage. Yes. And you're like... That was you on a different day. You got like different everything. Like everything's like just too different. Barry Allen getting recruited by Bruce Wayne. After yep. he catches the battering, he goes, you're Batman. And it cuts back to him. And then it cuts back and his hair is completely different and he acts completely different. Yeah, yeah. It's like you went through a massive personality shift in, in point eight of a second. <laughs> yeah. He's a flash fast in mental life, so I guess. You know what? <laughs> character development is also faster. And also the brunch joke. Not a good joke. Not not good. Not, not good. a good joke. Can I just say something? I will admit to it. But the first time I watched this movie, wasn't that bad. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it sucked. I was actually like, oh, hey. yeah. I uh, I I was definitely okay. A few things. One, I was just excited to see a Justice League movie. That was mainly my right? yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, for everything that it was. We didn't know how much better it could be. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's hard to, to not compare the two. Yeah. So no. to try to find like specific critiques where it's not like, this is what they did in this one and it was better in that one. Um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Though, the thing that just really irked me, this is the one, this is, watching Justice League this time, I had... Such a drastically more negative experience than I had watching it any other time. And this time it was really apparent to me that every everything that Zack Snyder shoots is meant to have that, that contrast put on it where it's kind of darker mm-hmm. and a little more muted. And then they they changed that footage to make it yeah. brighter and it looks like crap. Oh, it looks it terrible. It's really bad. a horrendous looking movie. Yeah. Oh, it's... It's like they just turned it on vibrant on a phone setting. 
Yep. It it looks uh it's it's not good. The beginning of the movie too with that the song about like Adam and Eve and the box of chocolates while they're like, <laughs> Oh Superman's dead and it's like the heck are we what? So the song starts off, you know, and it's slow and, and, and stuff. And it's like, well, this is kind of like a song that Zack Snyder would use. And then, like a third of the way through the song, it changes. And it's like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> and then it turns into dubstep. And you're like, <laughs> what is going this on? This is even worse. <laughs> I was going to say, as a song, like if you just heard it on the radio, you'd be like, okay, whatever. Right? But like, just with this movie, it's like this <laughs> Also, doesn't work. It's, it's like everybody knows on repeat. We already know that everybody knows that Superman's dead. I mean, that's what you're trying to say, right? Right. But, <laughs> but we already don't know. really know. That's the end of Batman vs Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's this dramatic shot of a guy kicking a box of oranges. <laughs> oh my goodness! Why is Superman gone? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> he would have stopped that. <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Like, look, it's bad. There's a homeless person. That was definitely because of Superman's death. This guy was robbing a store, and he's upset. So he kicks over oranges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Superman <laughs> could have stopped this, guys. Look how terrible the world's gotten since Superman's death. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh! Uh, and then the scene with Batman in the beginning. I used to think that that was... I used to think that, that was, like, a cool Batman scene in the wrong movie. Now I think it's just a bad it's Batman scene. just a bad scene. Batman scene. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the, there's one thing about it that I like, is that when the the dad from the Iron Claw opens the door with the window on it, you see the reflection of Batman, and then he closes the door and then turns and sees him, and like seeing him in the reflection, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and that's that's it. <laughs> that's also, it. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude, this guy got caught robbing this place, and then Batman's like, I'm gonna use you to to get the Parademon, and the Parademon blows up. And then Batman just leaves. <laughs> He's still a criminal. Put him in prison. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, the Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince dynamic is ooh, just not, not fun. It's, it's not so good. weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yep. And the Russian town... Why, we don't want oh, to see that family. <laughs> and the, why, the, why are we, the why are we funniest see? joke... And they're like, this is the one that's going to land so hard... Is when the parademons are swarming... And the kid grabs a bottle of bug spray and is like, I got this. No. <laughs> well, they don't even look that... Like, they have wings. <laughs> but no one, no one looked at that and was like, are those insects that are really big? <laughs> no. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, the the jokes in this movie are... are rough. The, the, yeah. the Flash one with Wonder Woman is like... Oh, I'm looking ugh. behind the scenes on that. Oh, just... <laughs> No, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Why? Why did you not make him a herald for Darkseid in this dude? He mentions Darkseid once, but and again, I don't want to compare the two. But it's so much more interesting when Steppenwolf has to do this to Earth to win back favor with Darkseid. Yeah, he's just doing this because he wants to. Yeah, he's just he's, why he's, he's bad There's, man. It doesn't mean <laughs> he's bad goat man. Also, his. The music? This is the... the music? No, we're not talking about the music. Oh, okay. We're, just, we're just talking about Steppenwolf, right? Um, why why did they change his character design? Why? That's my question. Because a gray blob. <laughs> he looks so bad in this movie, and also, then you see the side of coat, you're like, 
that's one of the coolest looking villains I've probably ever seen. My goodness. Also, CGI is completely bad in the other one, but we're talking, the CGI is horrendous in this movie. And I, I think a lot of that, too, comes down to that contrast as well, yeah. where a lot of that, and especially, it's so interesting watching the Snyder Cut and seeing how many shots are the same, but they just put the filter on it. And it's yeah. like, oh, that looks way better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still hard to believe that, like, half of that Superman fight was actually just Zack Snyder shot, because it's like, no, that... But those weren't the same scenes. <laughs> like, no, those are the same shot. Like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but my goodness. Sevenwolf's design is like one of... He's also wearing boots. Yeah. I paused at one point to go to the bathroom, and it's when he lands in, in Themyscira. And I'm like, those aren't even feet. Like, he's got like a, a raised, or like an extended sole, like a boot. Yeah. And I went... I thought this was your body, dude. I didn't... Are you wearing clothes? Yeah, he's yeah he's wearing, like, <laughs> clothes in that. It's really weird. Because why... why, why... <laughs> it's bad. And, and, and it's uh, it's a helmet. So I don't think he yeah. has actual horns. Because he the helmet... The helmet definitely falls off at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, because, like, you wouldn't... If you had horns, you can't put that helmet on like that. You can't put a helmet with horns over your horns like that. Like, the way those horns are shaped, that just yeah. doesn't work. So it's like, I what hadn't the thought heck? about that till just now. So so weird. So man. like, what the heck? Why did you do this? Because especially because they've already had like partly done CGI of Steppenwolf with the other design for lots of these scenes. So they would have been like start from scratch. It it would have been less money just to finish that. But maybe it would have been maybe it was less money to not finish it because of his design. Because in the Snyder Cut, he's like have he's basically all reflective surface. Yeah. So maybe that would have been more time-consuming, so they just redid it. It's like, it looks... Oh, he looks so terrible. Anyway, what are you going to say about the music? I don't... I, I like Danny Elfman. But this soundtrack is so frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's just everyone else's themes from everything else. Yeah. It's like, oh, Batman? Oh, we'll play the, the 1989 Batman theme. But this this is a different person. This yeah, is a different like, well, character. Wonder like, Woman? Well, let's just play that. Just like four times. Yeah, just... okay, but it's not as interesting when you just kind of throw it in every time that she shows up. Yeah. Why are you playing the Christopher Reeves Superman theme? This is I know I my favorite Easter egg is him with the face and everything, <laughs> but this is still a different person. Yeah. Especially when it's Superman back from the dead who doesn't know who he is yet, and you're like da 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 da, and I'm like no no no, <laughs> hold up. Oh, but you, you forgot something is like the Flash's TV theme that they worked into this. No, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Why that one? Why that TV theme? The one from the 90s. I don't know, man. It's weird. We couldn't get the rights for the other one. But yeah, it's it's weird. It's but, just so derivative and it just annoyed me. I know, but the Superman one is really good though because you don't understand this. It goes like, nah, 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 nah. You know what that's saying? Uh-huh. At the end, it changes the note to be a minor so that it's more it's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Still freaking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. And And like... This is another comparative thing, but it annoys me to no end that the Justice League would not have beat Steppenwolf in this movie if Superman didn't show up. Yeah. You, you've you completely nerfed everybody. The other five people. One of them... Especially a... Cyborg and The Flash. <laughs> They're the worst in this movie. Wonder Woman is a god. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. In this universe. Yeah. And you're saying that she didn't stand a chance? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about... Uh, the other one later on because mm-hmm. especially thinking about cyborg it's just oh 
done dirty. R- ridiculously. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, do you have any more notes specific to Justice League? Justice League. Um, how does it end? I've already forgotten the ending. It's, like, specifically. It's, uh... I remember the, I can't feel my toes. Barry goes to the prison. He's like, Dad, I got a job. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne buys Superman's house back. And Cyborg turns into comic book Cyborg by changing the metal on his body. Right. As Lois Lane is reading her article. I think the last shot is the one of Superman turned down the alley. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just trying to remember what the last shot was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. uh, And the bad mid-credit scene. As much as I'm curious to see who in this universe is faster between the Flash and Superman. Oh yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't rewatch like any of the credit scenes from uh, these movies. I forgot about that. The colors are weird. They bring up the brunch joke again. No, thank you. No good. <laughs> yeah. And quite frankly, I'm upset at my younger self for liking this movie. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to move on. Same. There's been a bit of tonal whiplash, transitioning between movies here you know man of steel and and bvs kind of had a, a similar feel mm-hmm. and it's this weird thing with suicide squad i feel like the jump between justice league and aquaman which we're now going to talk about is kind of jarring mm-hmm. but i really love aquaman i yeah i like this movie it's pretty good i definitely liked it more the last time i watched it but yeah something about jason momoa that when he's having fun i'm having <laughs> I get that. Like we've totally talked about it, the fact that in Fast X, he's, I, he's the best part of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like that movie is like kind of good because he's just having a ball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and here's something about these movies, Aquaman one and two. That I really enjoyed, and I didn't really put together that I liked it so much until this this time watching them. And I've, I haven't heard anyone talk about them, not that I've seen every review and commentary, but the relationship between Jace Momoa and Tamara Morrison as his dad oh, it's is really awesome. It's great. And I really enjoy any time that they're interacting oh, absolutely. together. Especially near the beginning of the movie, after Aquaman does a Aquaman and he goes to the bar with his dad, mm-hmm. and then his dad out drinks him. He goes, "That's my superpower." That's I like that. That's good, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's a good dynamic. It's absolutely the best part of both of the Aquaman movies for me. But mm. I so yeah, I love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I also think that Patrick Wilson as Orm is so interesting and so much fun. This doesn't feel like the kind of movie that he would do, just kind of looking at his catalog. Mm-hmm. And, but then he did it, and he committed fully. Oh, absolutely. Like, there is no it. moment in this movie where you're like, I'm not sure that Orm wants to be Ocean Master. <laughs> nope. <laughs> dude, he's, he's in it to win it, dude. Yeah. Oh, And what was really cool about this is they went, look, the Aquaman costumes are really dumb. But we're gonna do them, <laughs> yeah, and they look kind of good. They do actually. The origin green. I was like, I, I can work with this. I just yeah, because it was uh, like Justice League and, and those movies. Um, I guess just Justice League that his other suit was in. Yeah, but I'm like that's kind of cool. 
And then, like, doing the Aquaman, I'm like, oh, are they going to do the orange and green? Because that's going to look kind of <laughs> dumb, especially, like, with what we've got, which, like, was a very modernized version of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the end of the movie happens, I'm like, well, that's his best on-screen costume easily. That's awesome. And there is I no that. reason that the Ocean Master suit should look so good. Especially with, like, the way that the helmet looks and moves, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of like it. It's kind of one of those, one of those things where they embrace the silliness so much that it just becomes cool. And that's, like, the whole movie. That's, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I, I, I just roll with it so hard. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe is hilarious to me in this movie. Because huh. it kind of feels like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> to the point where... Oh, also, younger, de-aged Willem Dafoe in the flashbacks looks so bad. <laughs> he does. It's... But it's so funny to me that he looks that garbage. <laughs> and, like, I don't think that he was... I think they filmed someone else and then put, like, his face on it. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I love how we've been talking about, like, the soundtracks for pretty much every one of these movies. But I think that both soundtracks... The soundtrack for both the, both Aquaman movies, done by the same person, which was very nice. But it's so awesome. I love it's the guitar so, riff. It's so sweet. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. I'm yeah. like, yeah. It's so good. Because it plays on that rock and roll nature yeah. of Jason Momoa, but also it's not the whole soundtrack. Yeah, and Black Black Manta's theme is just mm-hmm. one, one of my favorite villain themes. It's so good. Honestly, one of my favorite villains. Because he's so pathetic. It's true. Black Manta is the biggest chump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they have the fight in Sicily and it ends with him just getting <laughs> obliterated. Yeah. And they, they really let you know that. Like yeah. he, he gets thrown away and then just falls repeatedly hitting down a rock <laughs> yeah. cliff onto a boulder in the ocean. It's like, oh wow. To the point where, quite frankly, it's very impressive that he didn't die from that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but, gosh, you're being so incompetent. Yaya plays that role so straight. It's, yeah. It's really impressive. In this movie, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I really enjoy his character. I don't, like... I'm not going to be like, it's like... When, when I say I love Black Man in this movie, it's not because, it's not like, you know, I, I love Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. It's like, yeah. this is hilarious. But also, you're acting like this is the coolest thing ever, so I'm into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I, I just think Black Man just looks awesome. Yeah, and that's another costume awesome. design where it's... It's like, wow, that's silly, but that's probably one of the coolest <laughs> costumes I've seen in recent years. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I really like the action sequences, especially that one in, in Sicily where they're running on the rooftops and stuff and crashing through walls. Yeah. And just the camera movement is so fun, too. Yeah. It, it, it's a fun movie, man. It's, it's true. And look, <laughs> real life, I know. <laughs> but in this movie... I don't think Amber Heard's doing that bad of a job. And they do the fish out of water thing, but they only do it for a little bit. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is it gets old, and they know that. Mm-hmm. Like, one scene. Oh, we're done. That's it. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, and kind of her like blind devotion to Atlantis, which turns into well, maybe Arthur does know what he's talking about just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that she played that really well. Uh, the romantic element does get happen quite quickly i found yeah (laughs) where it's like they go to the desert and she's like i can't stand you they go to sicily they eat flowers together then they go through a mini horror movie yeah and then like the next time they see each other after he gets a suit they're like let's make out in front of my fiance (laughs) (laughs) yeah and my dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's that's true but you know what i can whatever It's, it's all good it could be worse. It could be. Yeah, and visual effects, I think, are pretty pretty solid in this movie, too. At, at their worst, I find them really fun. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's... there's. I think there's a lot of, like, oh. solid shots, and then uh-huh. some shots are like, whatever, with the, but I'm kidding. With one exception, I should say. Everyone's hair in this movie looks oh, 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 my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, so you had, like, a, a cap on, so that your hair oh, was flat. Oh, 100%. And then they've, like, it doesn't even look like a 3D hair. It looks like they've, like, made this, like, 2D hair, and like, behind your head. And it's That's always good. moving side to side. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. But overall, I quite enjoy it. I think it's the music that makes the movie for me. Nice. It's, it's Jason Momoa and the music. Because if it was someone else playing Aquaman... And if mm-hmm. it had, like, a boring soundtrack, I probably really wouldn't like this movie. Mm. I'd probably be like, nah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. But because it's just... Again, it's the fact that they're just into it in this movie, you know? They're like, yeah, we know this is silly, but... They I'm figured still, out what it was. We, I know you want this, right? We know it's silly, and we know you yeah. want that, so we're giving it to you. And I'm like, thank you, actually. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Next movie? Shazam? Shazam. <laughs> Captain Marvel? It's not, they don't come on that until the next movie. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a fun fact. Shazam is the only movie on this list that I didn't see within a week of it coming out. Unacceptable. Because I was part of a fundraiser where if they raised enough money, I wouldn't watch movies in the theater for yeah. um, two months. It was a freaking rough two months, dude. <laughs> and Shazam came out in that time. Could you watch TV shows? Nothing. Oh. Nothing. Dang. Not even rough. YouTube. Unless I had to for classes. Did you have, like, video games that you could play? I didn't have my... Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I just slept. <laughs> <laughs> I caught up on sleep, so that was nice, but... Yeah. But, uh... I, I got to watch it eventually. In theaters... So Let's go. I like doing that. And uh, man, did I have a good time with this one too. It's really fun. And this this movie I felt was the first time that I felt like all these other movies are taking place in a world that's reacted to it. Specifically with Shazam running through the toy store and it's full of superhero merch. Yeah. And basically just Freddy as a person. I'm like, yeah, this is what they would do. Yeah. Like, we do it, and it's fake. Yeah. How much more would they do it if it was real, right? Exactly, yeah. So that element, I loved. So much. Yeah, they did that pretty well. And you know what? 
I'm not gonna be around the bush. Freddy is an amazing character. He's the best in the movie. <laughs> and he's easily the best. Yeah, and his relationship with Billy uh, as both, you know, Zachary Levi and Asher Angel, I thought was really solid. And it I think if you'd had if Jacqueline Grazer, who plays Freddy, had had not committed that hard, or if they'd cast someone else who wasn't as good, I think this movie died significantly because the movie really hinges on that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's true, and it's really good. Well, one thing I find funny about this movie, and this isn't a complaint, I just want to say that it's just something I find funny. In like a this doesn't really make sense, but don't worry about it because I think it's a fun movie. Is that like Billy? In his normal Billy form, he's just like brooding. He's just a moody teenager, right? He's just not happy with life. And then when he's Zachary Levi, he's like Tom Holland, Peter Parker, yeah. Spider-Man. He's like just giddy and excited about everything. It's like, this is, these are two different people. I found well, that's not a complaint. I, yeah. I, I do find it fun. I found that there was a little bit of that that quirky side of him um, when he beats up the bullies who hit Freddy with their truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And he's writing, and then when he, the yeah, subway yeah. door closes, he gets up there and waves, and he's like kind of snarky with the wizard when he's about to get his powers. Yeah, like we see a bit of that, but yeah, just, yeah. But it is definitely <laughs> amped up <laughs> yeah. when he's an adult. Uh, I, you know what, I enjoy a good story where it's two people with similar journeys, but you can see how one aspect of one journey made two vastly different paths to make one mm-hmm. a hero and one a villain and especially that whole family theme where savannah had a biological family that treated him like crap but that's what he had and that's how he ended up this way whereas billy has a a foster family you know like they say a fake family in the movie not that i believe that mm-hmm. but when it's a lot of him coming to realize that these are the people that are showing up for him and are there for him and that's what pulls him more towards that hero side. Yeah. And like I said about Man of Steel, where what I find so interesting is that a lot of it is not him being Superman. I like that a lot of this movie is Shazam not being a hero. And like using his powers to like make money on the street and like as a show act. And it's not until like right near the end where he's like, No, I gotta I have pa- with great power comes great responsibility, seriously, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I gotta do something about this and I can either do this junk for nothing or I can like try and do something for good. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy that all of the foster kids together become the Shazamly and fight together. <laughs> yeah. Also funny. it's an, it's an excellent joke too. When it's like, all right, everyone hands on the staff, say my name. And they all go, Billy. Yeah. No, 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 no. The name has turned into this. That's a great bit. That one is. It's yeah. a great bit. Yeah. Also, really, really like the joke when Savannah and Shazam are flying through the city. I was just about to and say. And they're so far away. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to tear you apart limb from limb. And Shazam's like, what? Are you saying something? Dude, I can't hear you. You're so far away. <laughs> yeah. Just That's poking, a great poking joke. fun at the genre. Oh, yeah. I love it. So good. Yeah. I also I'm... think that the powers look really good in this movie. They do. I, I, yeah, and I there's like a, them. like, it almost feels like you can, like, quote unquote see the wires or whatever they're using to make him fly when he flies but i love that but it's such a a new look and especially given the nature of this movie it feels like it fits yeah 
and it's a really interesting look for having him fly where it's kind of like oh i'm being held and now i'm moving a little bit yeah yeah i think that adds to the charm of it Mm -hmm. i like that a lot of the movies or especially him learning his powers is like youtube videos yeah and then they just give him a new name for every video (laughs) yeah captain sparkle fingers thundercrack (laughs) (laughs) so good no yeah yeah i really like this movie me too and yeah that theme of family look i'm an emotional guy what can i say uh it it really works for me and yeah and i thought that that was a great core of the story and then the timing of when he finds his real mom who's like oh yeah so i totally ditched you because mm-hmm. I figured someone else could do this better than I could. So you're good, right? See ya. Yeah. And then immediately getting the call of like him realizing, oh, my real family's actually in trouble and I got to do yeah. something now. Good stuff. Oh, that's a good scene. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Jimon Hansu, who is also an Aquaman, he's in two DCEU movies back to back. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he was a totally CGI Aquaman. He was one of the fish guys, yeah. but... Uh, loved him as the wizard. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And he's in it more in the sequel, but, uh, but I, just, the way that he does this role, mm. <laughs> it works. That's good stuff. It works stuff. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I love the bit at the end when Superman shows up, but they don't show his head. <laughs> and this is more in the sequel, but I love that they just thought that that was so funny that they just have that happen all the time in the next one <laughs> yeah yeah that's good yeah a, lo- a lot of these movies actually end on jokes mm-hmm. and i usually don't like a movie ending on a joke because usually i'm like oh, that was cheap but some of them do well i'll be honest and i think shazam is definitely one where i'm like that was good that was good yeah yeah oh another thing too is that shazam in the comics has a tiger like a pet tiger I totally forgot about that. Uh, and they hint towards that quite a few times in the movie, and mm-hmm. it's really fun. Like, he's got tigers, like, on the, the discs that are holding up his cape. Yeah. And uh, when he's a kid, he wants the stuffed tiger at the balloon pop with his mom, and then when they're back at the carnival at the end, he gives the scared girl a stuffed tiger to make her feel safe, and I was like, that's... I see what I you're doing I there. I didn't notice that. And I that's like fun. it. Yeah. 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 Good bits of fun. Yeah. And now we move on to the longest title. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which I think is a terrible title. (laughs) And I I think the advertising for this movie sucked. Are you talking about before it released or after it released? Because they changed the title a week into... It being in theaters. What was the other title? Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Uh, (laughs) This title was more fun than that one. Yeah. But also, I thought it was like more of a Birds of Prey movie. And then they're like, kind of just not until the end of the movie. But it's, it's very much Harley Quinn's movie. And then she meets a couple people near the end of the movie who also don't really do much in it. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this movie. That's good. <laughs> uh, like I said, I loved Margot Robbie 
as Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that they brought her back. Well, she did so much better in this than Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And you can just, tell in the, the writing. The writing, yeah, the writing. Uh, yeah. Wow, there's such a vast improvement. Like, I like that she's going around and still messing with people after she breaks up with the Joker because no one knows that they've broken up yet. Mm-hmm. And then on a drunken escapade, then she tells everyone, and she's like, oh, crap. That might have been a dumb thing to do. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like a normal person would do dumb things while they're drunk and heartbroken? Yeah. Cool. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that it's incredible that the source of her conflict with Romeo Montoya is because Renee shoved her and she lost her egg sandwich. Which also looked really delicious, actually. It did. That's a good looking sandwich. I was like, wow. I was hungry when I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, dang it. It's like 10 o'clock at night right now. Yeah. You can't go get an egg sandwich somewhere. We'll never get one that good. Jeez. Yeah, I just felt sad. That's what ruined the movie for me, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Cassandra Kane was another piece of casting. I really enjoyed her. Who was she? The kid. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, the other three I don't have issue with, but, you know, I know that uh, Huntress is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who also played Hera in Ahsoka recently. Oh, the Twi'lek. Okay, yeah. that's right. Um, but I couldn't actually tell you the names of the actress of Renee Montoya or Black Canary. Yeah. Because it just, they didn't stand out that much. Although, at the end, when Black Canary does her scream, which I was impressed that they only did it once in the movie, I thought that that was a pretty solid effect. I thought that that looked pretty good. Yeah. I'll say this about this movie. Um... What I really appreciate this movie for doing is having a very unique visual style mm-hmm. and like presentation distinct from every other DC movie. Yeah. And that's that's what I liked about it is that it's like very much we're this is our, our own movie. Yeah. And not even just in the visuals, but also in the type of comedy. It didn't feel like they were like knocking off Deadpool or something. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were very much like we're creating our own style and like the type of jokes that you're going to hear are consistent within this movie and like stylized to this experience. Like for example, the way they break the fourth wall is like, it feels different from other movies where they break the fourth wall. And I think that's just Margot Robbie because I think she's just the best in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't mean that I love the jokes. I, I, I didn't love most of them. Not that I was like, these jokes are awful. I'm going to grab my clipboard and get mad about it. Like what I did with Suicide Squad where I was like, this is just abysmal. But it was just like, this one was more of like a, oh, that wasn't bad. But I don't really find that funny, but I'll, I'll give you that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although there were a couple of times where it was pretty funny. Like the egg sandwich. That's amazing. That's that's just too perfect. But yeah, I think like as a movie, I, I can appreciate it for trying something different. How did you feel about uh, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask? Uh, okay, here I I will say this before I talk about Ewan McGregor, because this will set up my talking about Ewan McGregor. Um, I think the writing, in terms of, like, lots of character moments and dialogue, other than Harley Quinn, I think Harley Quinn's, like, perfect the entire time. <laughs> but specifically around Ewan McGregor's character, and just kind of... 
I think a big thing is just the dialogue, I think, is pretty not great for lots of the other characters, especially the, the cop girl or whatever. Yeah. I thought she was terrible. I just, yeah. Um, anyway, so, I yeah, the writing was a little rough for me. Um, again, other than Harley Quinn, the, she, like, that was the star of this movie. It was amazing. But Ewan McGregor had scenes where I'm, like, delightfully evil. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And then he had scenes where I'm, like, uh, uh, I don't know. But then he had another scene where I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So it was like kind of on and off for me. But I really liked what they were going for. Yeah. I really like the scene uh, where he's got the, the family hanging from their feet. Yeah. And he yeah, gets that's... Zaz to cut off the face of the mom and dad. And then he's like, do we let the daughter go? And he's like... Yeah, it's like... She, his, she his understands the message. Uh, You know, it's all good. We'll let her go. Is that a snot bubble? Ew, gross. Cut it off. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Well, yeah, like I like this display of a villain. Yeah, delightful at times. Yeah, like that. I think that was his first scene, if I'm not mistaken. I think you see those first. Oh, scene. you see him at the at the club. Yeah, when she breaks the guy's legs. Yeah, see, like that kind of comedy of style. I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Like again, and I that's more of the writing with Harley Quinn. I just thought, and I, I guess I watched this right after Suicide Squad, <laughs> so it was like. Like, I got, like, whiplash in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. Because Suicide Squad was terrible. And this one, even though I was, like, at the... It ended and I was like, ah, I don't know if I loved that movie. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it was amazing. But I really... I regret watching this movie. I don't regret watching this movie. Where I watched Suicide Squad and I'm like, <laughs> if I had never watched this movie, I would be a happier man. Yeah. But this movie, I'm like, I, I could appreciate the filmmaking in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Yeah. So, at, with this movie... I think at the end of the day, it's mostly just personal preference for me Yeah. over being like, that was a bad movie. I'm just like, I didn't, it didn't work for me, but I think for people who like this movie, I think that's absolutely justified. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a lot of fun and specifically the fight scenes, scene scene at the end when they're fighting in the Wonderland and they're like flipping hands to knock people over oh, and yeah, under yeah. rollerblades. There's also a great bit where Canary's fighting and her hair keeps falling in her face. And Harley's like, you want a hair tie? And she's like, yeah. And then like puts yeah, her hair yeah. up. I'm like, what a great moment that no one else would put in a movie. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then the rollerblade and motorcycle chase on the street, I thought was a ton of fun. Again, like, you, you I wouldn't have thought about seeing this anywhere. Right? It feels yeah. so distinct. And I thought that that was a lot of fun. I also like that McGregor blows up into like seven pieces when the grenade hits him. That okay? The takedown of uh, uh, I can't remember his name, Black Mask, but I can't remember. I'm just saying McGregor, McGregor, Ewan, right? Yeah. His takedown was so good. Yeah. Because it's just so sudden. It's like, oh, this is the final match. Oh, backflip or <laughs> kick, boom, exploded. That's it. That's it. Ooh. I'm like, wow, that was so quick, but that was sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I also really loved the fight scene in the police station where Harley Quinn is just fighting everyone to get to Cassandra Kane. That's a ton of fun for me. I also think it's hilarious that she hides behind a mountain of cocaine, which they shoot, and then she inhales the cocaine and goes crazy on him. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, nice. (laughs) 
there's a reason that they kept Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Yeah. And this movie just put it on showcase. Oh, absolutely. And, like, if if Margot Robbie wasn't in this movie, I would be probably more salty about it. Yeah. But because she would... I think would, everyone would be. But because, like, every scene she was in, I was like, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Or, yeah. like, not every scene she was in, but, like, whenever she was doing something. Yeah. You know? I was like, good. Good. But, yeah. There you go. So, here's what I'm thinking. We're halfway through. We're at over an hour. Right. Now, what we could do is we could do, like, our Fast and Furious episode and make one that's way too long and probably our worst episode that we've ever done. <laughs> probably. Which I take the blame for. Or we could take a break here. You could give us a quick send-off. And we come back next week for a part two where we talk about the remaining eight projects in the DCEU. How do you feel about that? I feel like that's uh, the best way to do it, honestly. All right. Also, we could probably use a break in between yes. recording this. We could definitely stand up. That would be nice. So, let's take a break. Let's Listener, we'll be back next week to talk about the remaining projects. And Luke is going to provide you with a nice, simple send-off. Alright, we're just going to keep it simple here. Um, but yeah, we'll be back to talk about the rest of the DC movies. And, honestly, there's not much of a send-off besides get really excited. Because... The DCEU, trust me, by the end of the next episode, you'll know, went out with an absolute bang. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shin Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.